Let's turn to Psalm 127. Psalm 127, verse 1 and verse 2. Psalm 127, verse 1 and 2. Solomon says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Unless the Lord builds a house, the labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. You know, Solomon, a great man of wisdom, he found that unless the Lord does certain things in our lives, our effort is going to be in vain. You know, there are things which are, you know, mostly related to us if we can consider about them. You know, we all want to have a good family life. We all want to have a good family setup. We all want to have a protection around us. We want to be safe wherever we go. And we want to be taken care by God wherever we walk, even in our walk, even when we drive, even when we are at home. We want to make sure that we are safety. We want to be successful in our workplaces. You know, these are certain vitals, certain, certain things which are, you know, so required for us to live on this earth. So I just want to, you know, make it a little more practical by talking about all these vital things which are really required in our lives. And we want to succeed in our workplace. You know, when the enemy is coming in war with us, either in the form of human or in the devil himself, when he is trying to do something against us, we want victory in those areas. That then only we can move forward. And when we come to the church, we want to worship God. We want to please God as we worship Him. And we want to see God's kingdom is being built up. You know, these are some of the things which I can think of. Something which is around us and we want these things to happen every day in our, you know, in our work related or in our living related or in our church related areas. We want a good family. We want to have a good family. We want to have a safety and protection around us. We want to succeed in our workplaces. You know, we want to have victory when something is raging against us. We want to worship God, you know, only that worship time, you know, brings us a peace of God. Only that time we feel that we are closely connected to God and that gives us strength to move forward. It may be the church worship or it may be a worship that we have in our personal time, in our prayer time. And we want to see, you know, in the back of all our mind, we want to see the church grow. We want to see God's kingdom being established on this earth. And all of a 
must have a great desire what can be my role what is my role in establishing God's kingdom you know these are some of the things which are around us putting all this together if you read that scripture again unless the Lord builds the house the labor in vain who build it unless the Lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain you know even though as we said all these desires unless the Lord does these things for us our effort is going to be in vain our effort is going to be of waste you know our effort alone cannot bring such blessings in our lives you know we try to do things by our own strength we try to do things by our own wisdom and knowledge but then at the end of it we may get disappointed thinking that this didn't materialize things didn't work out the way we wanted you know at times when we try to do things by our own strength and Solomon says if you try to do keep on doing things by your own strength you are not going to see any benefit you are not going to see any result out of it but consider what I am saying I am telling you unless you build the house unless the Lord builds the house the labor is of vain <coughs> you know the word the term vain you know appears many times if you read first four verses we see that you know it is repeatedly the term vain is appearing there you know Solomon is saying that the human enterprises only succeed by divine blessing whatever activity we do on this earth can succeed only by God's help only God blesses that only when God is there in the midst of all what we do we will find the blessing so as we said we are just spent little time on that and find out what we are trying to do in, in different areas in our life you know, you know let's take our families you know good homes are mostly desired by most of us you know if you would ask me at the end of the day when I come from home come from work I would feel like coming home you know there are many people we talk to they don't feel like going home I don't know why what made so they don't feel like going home you know they want to spend their evening outside and they want to go home at the later part of the day you know many people don't like you know you know no don't have the feeling that they need to go home as early as possible something prevents them something makes them you know not to get that feel a good home is the one which is all our desire we want to leave such a good house you know there are it's a blessing to be part of that family you know it is a blessing to be to live in you know with the family by seeing the children and by seeing the parents and by seeing the elderly ones you know especially in this nation we see people long for that kind of love family love to be together you know there is nothing wrong in such a desire to be with the family to grow with the family but you know as he says unless God blesses that it's not going to happen you know the word when he says house it refers to God's house God's the temple of God it also refers to our personal living to our personal living in a large family is a blessing of God let's uh, quickly read some of the scriptures let's read uh, Psalm 127 verse 3 and 4 the same psalm behold children are a heritage from the Lord the fruit of the womb is a reward 
Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. You know, children are a blessing to the house. Children are a heritage from the Lord. You know, that's what we see. You know, it's not saying that, you know, having a small family, it's not a curse. It's not saying that it's a curse from the Lord. It's saying that it is a blessing. You know, who has, you know, many children, the house is full. You know, that kind of house is a blessing, certainly. You know, you can talk to each other, you can, you know, edify each other, you can all worship together. You can have a small church even at home. You know, when when you have, you know, 10 to 12 people in your house, you can have a time of gathering together and you can worship the Lord. It's really a blessing to live in such a family setup. But it doesn't mean also that, you know, living alone or living a family is a curse. No. You know, for there are many times, you know, God wants us to be alone. That's also true. God wants us to be alone or not having any family. You know, it's a blessing of God to be alone. Do you know that? Let's read some scriptures. First Corinthians. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 7, let's see what does it say. 1 Corinthians 7, 7 it says, For I wish that all men were even as myself, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. And he goes on and on and saying, let's go to verse 32, you can read that at home. Let's read verse 32. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. Don't think that I'm promoting that you know you need to be unmarried. No. <laughs> Just reading it from the scripture. Verse 32 says, But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. How he may or she may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world. How he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord. That she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world. How she may please her husband. Let's read 35 too. And this I say for your own profit. Not that I may put a leash on you. But for what is proper. And that you may serve the Lord without distraction. I'm sure it is very clear. You know the Lord is saying that even Paul would like to be alone by himself. You know, there are people on this earth, you know, sometimes we look at them at the, with a different angle, with a different eye. You know, but then we need to know for what reason they are keeping their life aside for God. You know, they devote their life completely for God. They forget, you know, for, forsake every, everybody else, the rest of the people. You know, as I remember in, in one of my uncle's family, one of their son, he went to the ministry. Right, so when the way the, the kind of ministry he is involved with is he don't he doesn't have any contact absolutely he cannot have any contact with the home, no matter what happens, you know he cannot be reached, and family doesn't know where he is, 
and he was in UK for a while and family didn't know they came to know only later part and even when his mom died you know with, 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 within uh, after a few days only the dad can communicate him over phone he has he doesn't have permission to visit the house you know why they are keeping their life aside for God Paul writes it clearly you know if we attach the moment we attach with our lives with the world more and more we are trying to please the world you know those who are married we need to please our husband we cannot we need to please our wives because the moment we, we get you know we get into a marriage relationship the chapter changes you know Paul talks into takes us into another chapter and he starts saying you know he started saying he starts saying love each other you know consider each other you know it's a different chapter altogether we are talking about and people are trying to apply first Corinthians 7 32 to 35 to a married house you know you know where in a family where they are already married it doesn't work so and if you do that if you apply that then there's a great problem there you know that's what Paul is saying ultimately we need to please the Lord we need to worship the Lord without any distraction you know, there may be a counsel for those who are married. God expects us to keep time aside to spend with Him. You know, it's not that we need to spend all our time with our children, we need all our time with our spouses, but God expects us to have separate time without any distraction, speaking to the Lord. You know, God expects us to fast and keep days aside. You know, without any intervention, God expects us to spend time with Him. You know what we are trying to say is God has to bless our home then only we see the blessing there you know without God's involvement whatever effort we take it will fail you know we need to invoke God's blessing in our family how do we do that you know living according to the scriptures once we understand the scriptures we know what to do in our families we know what to do in our lives we need to involve God in every aspect of our family God is required to bless our home if we don't involve God in every matter then we don't see a blessing in our lives you know we read in Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 Matthew chapter 10 let's read those verses Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 it says he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not of worthy of me and 22 37 Matthew 22:37. Jesus said to him you shall love your God Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind you know Jesus is giving the instruction and telling these disciples in Matthew chapter 37, 10 37 he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me can you answer me a question to whom it was told for those who are married for both married and unmarried good for two children for everyone can any of you can any of you say just he was he told that to me 
Yes, okay. Good, good answer. So Jesus told that to me. To me. Yes, of course, he told to married and unmarried and children and great and big and small. But he told that to me. What did he say? He told me, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You know, putting God... Bringing God, involving God in our family relationship. You know, if we know this trick, you know, we can escape. And we can do a family life which will be blessed by the Lord. Our effort will not go in vain. Involve God in every small thing we do in our family. We are worried about our family life. And God is saying, unless I am I am involved, unless I am there in your home, unless I bless your home, you don't see a blessing there. I need to be there. Secondly, we are talking about the protection. You know, in our security, God, is, God needs to be involved. You know, we need to be protected from the distractions, distractions of this world. We need to be protected from the calamities of this world. We need to be protected from the, from the unexpected diseases and sicknesses of this world. You know, we have, we see in big you know, companies or big buildings, you know, they put a security guard around them. You know, there is a security guard watching the, watching the building for 24 hours every day. And even, you know, some of the cities, when, when they are afraid, you know, they keep soldiers at the borderline. They make sure who someone, someone who is entering into the city is a safe person. He is safe to deal with. They make sure all these things in order to ensure safety. You know, providing security is a requirement for our family. You know, that's the reason we call ADT and ask them to put a security alarm in our house. Why? Because if someone breaks open our house, at least it will raise an alarm. Why do we put that? Otherwise we don't put that. Right? So we put that to make sure that, you know, we are safe and we are secure. And here Solomon says, <laughs> unless the Lord <coughs> guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. You know, unless God is involved in the protection of our life, whatever security measures we do around us, it is going to be in vain. In 1 Timothy 5, chapter, verse 8, let's read 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Bible says, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You know, it is required that we need to make sure our house is safe, our children are safe, our family is safe. We have enough protection around us. We are able to provide our family. We are able to take care of our family. Everything needs to be ensured. It is biblical. And it says even if we are not taking care of our family, you know, Bible says, we, our situation is, you know, even worse than an unbeliever. Even worse than an unbeliever. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And God expects us to take care of the things that belong to us. Our body and our protection, our protection of our family, everything. But the true security of the protection comes from the Lord. You know, the true protection comes from the Lord. And David knew that very well. In, 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 you know, in the, most of the Psalms, he was singing about, You are my protector. You are my guard. You know, you are the sh my shelter. You know, 
he knew that protection very well in whom he was finding shelter you know David I used to think as a little boy he was just wandering in the wilderness you know he would have slept under a tree most of the days he would have slept under a tree and there were wild animals there were everything around him but you know all that he would have done before he went to sleep every night he would have just prayed and he would have told Lord you are my protector be with me and take care of me and surround me I remember I used I, I shared that once here I remember one of the incident that took place uh, in India um, there was a state in the northern part on the middle of India a city called Bhopal you know there was a great gas tragedy they had a Union Carbide is a big big company you know there was a gas leak a chemical leak at some, some point of time you all would have you know, heard about that but then the history says or the truth says there was a family from the state of Kerala they were living in next very next to that Union Carbide factory on the day when the gas leak took place just before going to that bed that night all this family and the little little children they all just prayed together as they pray every day they prayed Lord you are our shelter uh, you are our protector you are our preserver you are our guard guard us this night as we go to sleep you know the very next morning when they got up there was absolute silence everywhere surrounding them there was complete total silence they got up and then then came out and then saw nobody is walking on the road nobody's on the streets and nobody is coming out of the house and then later they found out there are thousands and thousands of people were killed because of the poisonous gas around them and this family was safe you know why security real security the safety comes from the Lord let's read one scripture Psalm 121 because God is our protector he's our keeper and he's our preserver Psalm 121 the well-known Psalm which we read most of the time I, I think it makes it, it is relevant to read that now shall we all just read that together Psalm 121 yeah let's read that together I will lift up my eyes to the hill from whence comes my help my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and the earth he will not allow your foot to be moved he who keeps your will not slumber behold he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is your keeper the Lord is your shade at your right hand the Sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night the Lord shall preserve you from all evil he shall preserve your soul the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore you know the true security as we read this it comes from the Lord nobody else can assure that kind of security you know if we labor to provide security to our family and every time when we are worried when our son goes out or our children go you know when they go out if you are worried who will take care of them nobody can take care of them can we go with them everywhere taking them around no it's not possible they have to be on their own but then who cares for them who takes care of them it is God Almighty we should know how to commit them to the hand of God and you know totally be of you know very free we don't need to really worry keep worrying about them give them to the Lord and you know ask the Lord to take care of them and handle them you know unless the Lord brings or gives safety to us you know nothing can provide the safety what we need on this earth the thirdly all of us want to succeed in our workplace you know God or God's hand need to be upon us in our workplace too otherwise we will not find favor in those areas 
you know we need to walk properly when we deal with people you know today the majority of the problem of christians are they don't know how to deal with people and they get into trouble very quickly you know because they are so you know uh, so short tempered and emotionally they are you know puffed up and the moment they deal with the people you know they don't know really how to deal with they get into trouble very soon in first thessalonians you know paul when he writes in such a context he is saying in first thessalonians First Thessalonians four, eleven and twelve. First Thessalonians four, eleven and twelve. But you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we command you. That you may listen to that, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. You may walk properly toward those who are outside. You know, we need to conduct ourselves in a very proper manner to those who are living outside. That's what Paul is saying that it is important how do you conduct ourselves in our workplaces. In Ephesians 4:28 in Ephesians Ephesians 4:28 says let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need you know Paul is encouraging all of us to work for our living not only just for our living and he's saying even to extend our hands who are in need you know some people are in need you know we should be able to have plenty we should be able to have all the necessary things for us our life and we should be able to take that out and give it to others those who are in need you know it all together we need to conduct ourselves we need to have we need to move or behave in a proper way even in our workplaces and god's blessing need to be there you know paul is expecting asking us to work but then we work but then we need to make sure that god is in that workplace you know god is involved in every act i do in that workplace you know in spite of all our efforts to work long later hours and to work god it is god who bless the work of our hands let's go to psalm 127 verse 2 let's read that again psalm 127 verse 2 it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late you know he's talking about me he's talking about us that's what we do you know we want to go early in the morning we want to get up at 6 o'clock and we want to move leave the home at 7 o'clock so that we are there at work by 7:30 and what time you come we work late it is vain to for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows the result is sorrows for so he gives his beloved sleep you know what we need to understand is how to involve god in all the thing we do in our work related activities our efforts will be little more than bible says gathering and collecting for others our effort whatever we do it will be little like you know gathering few things from here and there but when the lord god blesses us he will bless us plenty let's read that scripture ecclesiastes ecclesiastes chapter 2 
Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse um, 26 verse 26 it's a book after Proverbs and before Isaiah or before Song of Songs of Solomon let's read verse 26 for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God you know as a children of God when we work we want to see blessing in our workplace can you read that again I mean you can just go through your version and read that to the person who pleases him God gives wisdom knowledge and happiness but to the sinner he gives the task of gathering his glory up well to hand it over to the one who is God. Hmm. See, for the sinner, God gives the work of gathering and collecting and give it to the children of God. You know, sinners cannot be blessed by God in their workplaces. But God wants us to be a blessing and God wants us to, you know, bless in our workplaces. You know, this is one of the promises which we need to claim. Lord, am I a sinner? I'm not a sinner, Lord. I'm a, I'm a man or woman washed by your precious blood. Lord, I want to see this blessing. You know, this is one of the greatest promises that we need to claim to the Lord and, you know, pray over it and ask the Lord to bless us. What does it say? For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give it to him who is good before God and this is also vanity grasping for the wind and he couldn't understand you know that's what is happening on this world you know that's how God made it God blesses his own God always cares about his own God takes care of his own you know we need to put what we need to do we need to put God before our work we need to put God before work our work that's what Matthew 6 33 Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness you know in every moment we need to put God before our work and give importance to God and the godly things God will bring us up God will bless us and he will lift us up thirdly let's move on we are talking about our battles or our wars you know it is important that we need to gain victory as we live on this earth because otherwise the enemy will try to put us down every moment and every time and God is a God who gives victory over the enemy and especially when we are attacked by the evil one you know there are families they go through the attack of the enemy at some point of time you know he is always against us he is always against us you know sometimes you know we, we get into this trouble of you know sometimes we may go to pray to somebody else someone else and someone else whom we consider he is a man of God a woman of God with a great revelation of God it is good to have that revelation and he or she will pray over us and he will tell us I find there is some family who is doing something against you you know especially in our countries you know doing witchcraft and all those things are very common they will say that I see this family or they may not even tell the name but they will just give a clue that they are working against your family to destroy your family 
they are doing some kind of witchcraft or they are already you know they are in that mo mode of sending an evil attack in your family against your family and sometimes they say that I see a black you know thing going in front of your house and staying at your doorstep it means there is a death involved in that family and you need to be careful now if you ask me I would say that it is good to have that revelation but the revelation is in the word of God the word of God talks about the enemy is always against us the enemy is always against us you know there is no doubt about that the enemy is always against us you know it need not be that someone else has to be a, do something to you know to destroy us but the enemy is already there to destroy us his job is that he is there to destroy us but Jesus is the one who gave who came to give life to us but otherwise the enemy is there to kill us you know but we need to understand when the enemy rises against us we need to take courage as children of God and we need to ask for God's help and God's involvement you know the preparation alone will not guarantee the success in the battle you know many times what we do we prepare ourselves you know we read the word of God we put the armor of God we do all these things and you know we just get ready to fight the battle you know what the word of God says let's read proverb chapter 21 proverb chapter chapter 21 verse 31 Proverbs chapter 20, uh, 21 verse 31 The house is prepared for the day of battle But the deliverance is of the Lord Could you read that? Proverbs 21:31. The house is prepared for the day of battle you know every preparation is done I feel now I'm good because I, I took fast and I prayed and I'm just ready I can handle whatever the enemy brings in my life no we cannot do it by our own preparation that's what the word of God says the house is prepared for the battle it's not that he's not, it's not prepared it is prepared we are prepared to handle the enemy but you know what sometimes many times we do things by our own strength we think that you know I'm good enough now I'm fit enough now last week I was dull and you know I was so down but now I think I have the strength you know many times we get into the battle and we try to fight the battle by our own but the word of God says but the deliverance is of the Lord the deliverance comes from the Lord it's not because of our preparation it's not because of our strength we need to involve God we need to depend on God the enemy is not afraid of us of course he's afraid of children of God but then more than us he's afraid of the Lord and he cannot touch us moment he sees his protection around us that's what he said he went around job and when he was moving around job he asked God you just take the protection that you are surrounded with your protection your shield and your covering you just remove the, remove the protection then I will attack him you know God is the God who protects us and he's a God who gives us victory over our battle you know in Psalm 33 it's a known Psalm Psalm 33 16 and 17 Psalm 33 16 and 17 no king no king is saved by the multitude of an army a mighty man is not delivered by great strength a horse is a vain hope for safety 
neither shall it deliver any by its great strength you know word of god is very precise and very clear and it says no king is saved by the multitude of an army you know having a you know big army with millions of soldiers it doesn't guarantee the victory a mighty man is not delivered by great strength a horse horse always refers to strength horse is a vain hope for safety horse is a vain hope for safety you know what god is telling us this morning is to involve god in everything we do it may be for our family it may be for our safety it may be for our workplace it may be for the to handle the battles which we are fighting against the devil on this earth you know god wants uh, wants us to keep him as our help and our shield according to 33 psalm 33:18 to 21 god wants us to keep him as a shield and strength finally the last but one in our worship in our worship you know we want to live a victorious life in different areas in our home and in our workplace in all the thing we do but then when we come to the lord we want to worship god you know that's something which we do quite often you know god loves worship god loves us worshiping him as if you remember jesus told the samaritan woman in john chapter 4 verse 23 in john chapter 4 verse 23 you know when she was talking about the worship you know jesus i'm sure he would have got thrilled about to hear that from her mouth and you know what jesus told to her <laughs> john 4:23 you know jesus was saying but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him father is seeking such people to worship god you know today worship is an important activity we do in the presence of god in the temple of god and in our home and in our workplace or while driving wherever we are you know our heart is a heart that always worship god it is our duty to proclaim the praises of god you know that's what peter writes in first peter chapter 29 will not go there first peter you know chapter 29 he says you are the one who are brought into the marvelous light you have to worship me in order to worship me god expects us to worship him but one thing we need to be very careful the worship will not be accepted unless god is there in the midst of it unless god is there in the midst of it our worship will not end anywhere you know today many people worship the lord it eventually end as a motion you know people move the hand and wave the hand it is good to do that but then where is our heart while doing all this it matters it is important whatever comes out as an expression out an outward expression it should not come from our flesh it should come from our inner man the result can be the outer expression there is nothing wrong jumping around and you know waving flags and showing hands and moving hands and all those things are good but as long as it comes out as a representation of what our inner man is going through inside as it deals with god directly you know worship is an important part of our uh, of our activity what we do for the god, for the lord but bible clearly says let's read one or two scriptures proverb 15:8 Proverbs 15:8 Word of God says here The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord but the prayer of the upright is his delight 
The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. What does it mean today to you and me? We are not wicked. But then how the wickedness comes in our life? Through a sin. Having a sin in my life. And if with my sin, if I come to the presence of God and I do all these things in my life, what does the Bible say? It is an abomination to the Lord. You know, we are not just displeasing God. We are defiling the place of God where we worship. You know, we, we need to have that in mind. You know, while coming, you know, Dan was to, you know, Dan, at times Dan used to correct us. Do you believe that? Dan was telling us, when you worship, or he was telling all of us, when you worship, don't repeat that words just for the sake of repeating. You know, at times we do that. We want to fill the gap. It's a good suggestion. I was just thanking Dan for that. It is a good suggestion. You know, when we when we want to pray, we just want to fill the gaps. You know, or we are not ready for the song, or just maybe searching for a scripture, or we may be just searching for the card or something. And we want to just fill that gap. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We just want to, you know, it all comes from our lips. And I'm sure God is not pleased. He doesn't expect that. He expects that. And same time, God doesn't, you know, expect us to stand like a statue. No. God expects us, our inner, you know, emotions, to be seen outwardly. To be seen outwardly. What does it mean, worship? If you want to take it further, what we go through in our in our mind, you know, in in our soul, the soul rejoices the moment you start worshiping God. The moment soul rejoices, it is a natural tendency that it comes out in the form of you know waving hands and clapping hands, you know, or jumping and doing all these things. You know, if you are all sitting in a football stadium, right? And the moment we see that, you know, there is a goal, what will happen really? Everybody will jump, you know, nobody need to tell that. Everybody will jump and wave the flags and shout and yell and dance and cheer girls will cheer the party and everything will be going on there, right? Without nobody telling them, it's exactly the same thing. But it all has to come from our heart. The moment it becomes just an outward expression, it is not say it's not it's not abomination doing that. It is useless. Moment it doesn't come from our heart. You, we may be holy, but we may be still having the telling the Lord that Lord, I praise you and worship you, not from our heart, not from our soul. It is waste. It is vain words, right? But then, when it comes from heart, Bible says the Lord delights. The Lord enjoys. He is glad. He is happy about it. But then, on the other hand, the extreme, when we come with the sin in our life, we know what is sin, right? Nobody has to tell us because we are children of God. The Spirit of God will tell us what is sin. The moment we come with the sin and worship the Lord in the presence of God, what's going on there? It becomes an abomination to the Lord. And we, I don't want to get into that place. I don't want to touch that. You know, I don't want to defile God's presence by any means. I will keep away. I will keep away. I will make sure I pray and cry and make sure that, you know, let my sins be washed. And then I join in the worship. It may please God. You know, I admire the worship leaders who lead the children of God or lead the congregation into a prayer of making, setting things right with God and then, you know, ask them to worship. Otherwise, it's just a motion. It's just an outward expression. It is useless. And at times, we end up in defiling God's presence as children of God we need to be careful to involve God in our worship finally in our congregation in our church you know we are all encouraged to work 
in God's vineyard. Bible says clearly, we are laborers in God's vineyard. In 1 Corinthians, let's go to the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now here is an encouragement. Here is an encouragement. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever we do for God's kingdom, it is not vain. No matter what, how big or how small it is, it is not vain. It may be a you know, time of prayer, one hour we keep aside and come and kneel down in the presence of God. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. You know, Bible says God you know, takes all our teardrops and he collects them in a bottle. He collects them in a bottle and he counts them. You know, our God, he measures all the labor we do in God's kingdom. And he is a God who blesses us according to the, our labor. He doesn't forget. You know, the God will not forget what we have done for God. In Hebrew chapter 6, verse 10 says, Hebrew chapter 6, and verse 10 says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. You know, it may be coming here and wiping something here, sweeping the floor, or some work we do for God. You know, God Bible clearly says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. God blesses every act of our life towards God, towards God's kingdom. He blesses us. But then... Our effort cannot, we cannot stand there. We need to make sure God is in the bit in between all that we do, you know, to, 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 towards God's kingdom. You know, God is the one, he builds a church. It is not we. God is the one, he does things. God is the one, he, who gives increase in our blessings. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the same chapter, <coughs> chapter three, same book, chapter 3, Uh, if you can read 6 to 7 1st Corinthians chapter 3 6 to 7 Bible says I planted Apollos watered but God gave the increase so then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters but God who gives the increase you know today we pray for the church Lord we need more people in this place we need more people in this place, Lord. Many, have, many people have to come to the knowledge of knowing about God and to serve the Lord. You know, we pray for that. We labor for that. We toil. We spend our day and night in fasting and praying. We give our life to God. Lord, you do it. But in the middle of all this, you know what Bible says? I planned it. It is our responsibility to do what God wants us to do. And Apollos, he watered. You know, somebody else has watered, but God gave the increase. The finally, the increase will come from God. You know, when we pray, we need to remember this. Not our prayers, not our righteousness, not our commitment and dedication and sacrifice, but it is God. It is God. He's the one who can build the church and who can increase the number, you know, as we serve the Lord, as we worship the Lord. In 2 Corinthians, 
chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 says, He is the source and He of all sufficiency. He is the source of all sufficiency. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. What is the other words used in your version? Does it say sufficiency? Or something else? Yeah. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Sorry, our? Our? What is it? Competence? Okay, so, so you know what God is trying to tell here. He's saying that it comes from the Lord. You know, we cannot be satisfied. You know, we cannot satisfy ourselves. We cannot meet all our needs. You know, as especially in God's kingdom, when we do things for God, it is not by our strength. Only God can make it happen. Only God will bring that true. You know, putting all this together today, what we are trying to understand, we need to involve God in everything we do. You know, at times as believers, as we grow in the Lord, there is a tendency that we try to stand on our own. And today the message is, God is telling us, in every area, you acknowledge me. You acknowledge me in every area. Involve me in your family affairs. Involve me when you think about your safety. Involve me when you think about your workplace. Involve me when the enemy is rising against you. I am the one I can give you victory. And even in your worship, make sure that I am there in the middle. Don't worship in vain. Make sure that you are pleasing me. You do your duty due to your by your worship. And even when you try to build the ministry, <coughs> it is only I can give the increase, nobody else. 